What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Cine Games Podcast. I am your host for this week's episode, Joe Sparks. With me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Nick Carr. Hiya. And Mr. Mojo Mason. Yo! And we've got a lot to get into today. We've got a very, very interesting topic um, that we'll di- dive a little bit into uh, later. But first off, as we do always, we're going to go around the table. Um, what's everybody been playing, watching this week, doing, you know... Well, you know what we've been playing. Well, yeah, yeah, because I've been a part of most yeah. of it. Yeah, we've just been really into multiplayer games here, uh, mostly arcadey games, Rocket League. We had a lot of fun going back to Rocket League. Oh, I had so much fun doing that. Like, I forgot how fun the game was until we started playing. Yeah, so. we haven't played it in nearly, like, two or three years. I know, Joni, you played it a little more recently. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I went for the Platinum last year and got it, uh, so I, had, I played it more recently than these guys had. But still, it, since I got the platinum, I hadn't even touched the game. So it's it's been over a year. Yeah, it's been like three years for me and Nick. So, but it no, it's a fun game. So um, we also kind of got back into Overwatch. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, that felt great. Um, as you all will know, I hate Overwatch, but I play it because my friends play it. Um, I said I was never going to download it again, and I stayed true to that. I hadn't played the game for a year and a half. Did you stay true to it though? Uh, a little bit, yeah. But you know, now I've real I, now I'm just like, nah, whatever. Since we're just having fun, we're not really caring. It so. does. It it just feels great to go back and revisit these games that we have such fond memories of on this system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We haven't played anything except like Warzone. Yeah, and it's for just, the longest time, and it, it just got boring. And yeah. then when we play Siege, it's not fun yet. Like it, it it's. We play Siege, we played Siege a lot too, and we kind of burnt that out a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, also Modern Warfare. It just every update they put out have just made the servers worse. And oh, worse. absolutely! Like the lag issues in the entire game have destroyed that. Like yeah. it's a solid game. It just crashes my system every time I load it up. That <laughs> and that, and then you have, you know, people cheating throughout the entire game. You know, that's a very big topic that's going on. The, the lag issues, like I mentioned, you know, just a lot of really bad things that are not look, making the game look good because it's an overall great concept for the, you know, it's a, it's a battle royale, but, you know, it's a real-time battle royale. Um, and it's got different little innovations, but, you know, it's a good concept, but it's got a lot of issues that really just don't make the game fun anymore. Um, we also played a new game this week. We played Golf with Your Friends. We Now we f- available on PS4. Yes. Yeah. We all three played it together on PC. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if we talked about if the game ever came to PS4, we'd play the shit out of it. We kind of have. Yeah, we um, have been. It's <laughs> The game is definitely, it, it gets to you. It yeah. does. But it's, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's especially when we... I feel like I'm not. I mean, I get, we we get a little rage induced a little bit because the ball doesn't go the way we want it to. But you know, I I, I like having a fun time with it because it's it's just golf. Yeah, it's definitely the one of the best multiplayer golf games out there. And, and the thing is with the game too, it fucks over everybody. So yeah. it's, it's not just affecting one person. Yeah, one person will have a great hole, and next round they'll stroke out on fourteen. Yeah, and it just yeah, it leads to a back and forth, and we all have frustrating moments throughout. But I think we. Have a really good time, especially when funny things happen. Yeah, and a bunch of fuckery like you hit the cup and then it just rims out and goes past it, or you don't hit it hard mm-hmm. enough, or you're like Damon who just <laughs> he struggles. Send so, it. <laughs> struggles so hard. I love it so much. Yeah, go- going back to Overwatch though, like us going back to it, it really reminds you how good that game is. Like just how well made it is. Yeah. Uh, I- I will give it that. It looks aesthetically pleasing. Um, it runs really smooth. There's not really that many problems with it that I, I can you know tell right offhand. Um, but no, it was it was fun. I, I will give it that. Going back to it and you know just getting in the mindset of just playing it for fun. Don't worry if I screw up and being able to play with you all because that's been the biggest issue for me is not being able to play with you all because of my rank and stuff like that. But you know now they've made it to where you can play with each other with your friends a little bit, which I like that a lot. But there's still some tweaks they could probably do with it uh, in the matchmaking aspect. But other than that, it was it was really a fun time. Just to, just to do something different yeah. Um, instead of the same old, same old stuff we've been doing. So Blizzard's games, whether you like them or not, whether you enjoy the gameplay or not, they're polished. Yeah. I mean, they are. 
Which Overwatch is the only Blizzard game I've ever played, really. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've played WoW. I don't like WoW, but and also Diablo three. I've never played any others, but Diablo yeah. is so good. Yeah, I like get. If you if you enjoy the gameplay, every other aspect of the game is going to hit home for you. That that's just a thing. Like Nick, you guys, you don't like WoW. You don't like the gameplay. I get it, but the game is polished. Now, whether or not some of the features that are in it right now are great, you know, that's up for debate, but the game is very much polished. Yeah. No, but it was it was just fun to do something different. Hopefully over the next couple of weeks we can continue that and play more of the different, you know, multiplayer games that we have right now. Um, just so we can have something different to do and then maybe we might go back to Warzone one day once they fix some a lot of things. I know the new season of Siege is coming right around the corner. Um, here in a couple weeks, so we may go back for that. And those new operators look great. Yeah, the two new operators are f- definitely like they look awesome. Definitely a game changer for sure. Okay, I haven't watched the trailer, so being someone like me, what are the? I don't. I can't remember their remember? names. Or yeah, I'm not sure about their names. Um, the let's see, the attacker is kind of like Habana. You but have he, you throw these charges onto reinforced walls or any wall, mm-hmm. and it. It blows up a hole that's a little bit smaller than a Habana hole. Mm-hmm. But once it blows up, or it, it expands into the charge, and then after it expands into the charge, it drops another one below it. Mm-hmm. So it okay. blows open this little hole, and then two seconds later, the next one blows up. So mm-hmm. there's another hole. So you get three holes. It goes from a small window to a bigger window to a, like a door that you can go through. Yeah. Okay. So basically a bigger Habana shot. Yeah. And you get three of those. Yeah. So, uh, and like a mute trap, if there's a mute trap on it, and you go around and you destroy the mute trap, the mute doesn't completely disable it. Like, it yeah. stops it. But if you destroy the mute trap and it's still on that wall, once you destroy the mute trap, it's going to start It'll start doing its thing. Okay. It'll start exploding. Yeah. So That's it, cool. Yeah, it, it kind of makes it, you know, useful, definitely. Yeah. But, and uh, then... It also, the, really, if you play mute, you know, placing your mute traps in the right spot. Too. Yeah. So, um, and then the defender has a gadget that is bulletproof that you set down either on the ground or on a wall, and it puts out a field that it, it's a really wide field. But when you walk into it, it stuns you. It's kind of like being shocked by a class shield. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. movement slows down, and the only way to destroy it is with a grenade or melee in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're being shocked. You don't take damage, but it's like being shocked with a class shield, and your movement movement's very slow. Okay. And um, then they also came out with the um, the detection. One yeah, too. all defenders now get a gadget uh, that can take place of like barbed wire or something like that. Well, not all defenders, I don't but, think, but like the certain yeah. ones that'll get it. But basically, it's an alarm, and if you trip it, it will show your location. It has okay. line of sight, and if you get into that line of sight, it's just going to beep, 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 and beep. it will keep beeping until until it's destroyed or they're out of out of line of okay. sight. Yeah. That's interesting. So it definitely. Uh, Makes things interesting for sure. I'm excited to yeah. uh, see the, how those two work in our gameplay. And then they're reworking House too, yeah, uh, yeah. which they're not putting it in ranked. Found out, which kind of is disappointing. Yeah, but it's, it's like, still one of the like the smallest map in the game. True, I mean. but I'd still like it in ranked. Yeah, just, just, be, just for the fun of it. Yeah, and just to see be able to play it a lot too. Yeah, cause no. you won't get to play it unless you play unranked or stuff like that. So yeah. other stuff I've been playing. Um, I went. Back to Shadow of War, which you know I'll we'll get I'll get into that a little later because I'm going to bring it up, but uh, yeah I'm really enjoying that. And then also I started playing Legends of Runeterra, which is fucking fantastic. If you like games like Hearthstone or Magic the Gathering, try it out. It's free and it it's not pay to win in my opinion. Like you can buy random card like cards that are not randomized you get to choose what card you want so i mean you can pay to get the card you want but you're not paying for like boxes to get randomized stuff and all that but it's mostly cosmetic stuff i am currently working on my third playthrough of final fantasy 15 (laughs) (laughs) you monster well like I, i was so close to getting the trophy like i did the uh New Game Plus or whatever after I beat it and just to do the story again to grind some levels so I could fight the mountain or whatever to get the trophy. And Adam Mantoids. Yeah. And I never did that. Uh, other stuff came out and I got distracted and I got a PS4 Pro and didn't save 
change my save data over to the cloud. So I, I was never able to get that platinum. And now I've just been working back through it, trying to level up enough to do it. Cause I've just got like five trophies that I've got to get in order to get the platinum. And I've just been trying to grind out to get those trophies. Yeah. Oh, trophy hunting. I kind of miss it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it unless I enjoyed the game. Yeah. See, see, me and Nick, we're we're trophy hunters. Yeah. Um, we we're, sadly we're we're <laughs> we're in a platinum race that we start at the beginning of the year. Um, we're both tied right now for eighteen. Are we tied now? We're tied. Oh, I'm gonna have to start getting back on the ball it, then. It, I had a good lead and I quit. Yu Gi Oh tied me up with you. Uh, um, and I had a good lead and then you came out of nowhere and you yeah. know, took it over from me. Um, but no, after. I'll tell you this right now, Yu-Gi-Oh! kind of ruined my fun of trophy hunting. That That's the problem with getting into games that are that grindy. Yeah. Because at, you play them and you get that platinum and you're like, I need to take a break. Yeah. Like, it, it sucked because that was the only thing I played. Yeah. Too. Because you have to put that much time, you have to put a ton of time into it to do um, what's necessary for that platinum. It's, it's an easy platinum. It's just very, very grindy. And it, it's kind of ruined me for a little bit. I don't know when I'm going to get, like, that excitement back. Like, I've played various games throughout. Like, I, I started playing uh, uh, the Ghostbusters Remastered game. I've enjoyed that so far. But, you know, I only play, like, one story mission. And then, you know, I just turn the game off. And, you know, I just – I'm not I'm not having fun anymore. And I, yeah. I've, lo- I've lost my smile, to say the least, when it comes <laughs> to trophy hunting. Um, and there's, like, various other games. I started playing Ukulele. Um, damn, it's it looks fun, but it's just like I'm not having fun. Tr- yeah, like and which I told you this too. I've come to that point in my trophy hunting life to remember to know that not every game is a platinum trophy. Yeah. I have come to realize that now. Yeah, I realized that a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, I come to that revelation. But I mean, I had like over fifty platinums before you started getting really into it. Yeah, but now I'm over fifty platinums, yeah. and I'm at that point of like. Damn, not every game is a platinum. And, like, I, do I really want to do this? Um, I still want to get to my goal of 50 for the year, um, which I'm at, I'm at 18, and which I was looking at it. I only I got to 18 last year in August. So yeah. I'm three months ahead of schedule. Um, summer may, you know, by the time summer ends, I may be back into the group of things. But really, I just, I've just been playing, like, a small bits and pieces of random games. And that's that's pretty much my playing experience. So, but um, real quick, there was some tiny news this week. I mean, I don't know if anybody, it's mainly movie news, but I don't know if anybody, you know, really cares about this. But, I mean, it's just a tiny bit of news out of the superhero world. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, the Snyder Cut's happening. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped, to say the least. I, I really enjoy Zack Snyder's work, except for, uh, I think it's Sucker Punch. Yeah, that movie's terrible. <laughs> but, you know, 300, I, I love 300, I love Watchmen. You and me talked about it the other day, we love Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy the shit out of Man of Steel so much, and it gets so much flack, and I don't understand why. Oh, yeah, that was the first Superman movie I really enjoyed. See, well, I enjoyed the first two Christopher Reeve films, and then I kind of enjoyed the Superman Returns with Brandon Routh uh, that came out in 2006, which we'll kind of get into that later, too. But, you know, Man of Steel was kind of like this badass Superman, this darker tone of Superman. That yeah. I think that's what threw everybody off, was that they're used to Christopher Reeve being this nostalgia, happy-go-lucky kind of guy, and they get Henry Cavill, who's a little bit more damaged, and, you know, it's darker, and he does kill. I mean, he, he kills General Zod and snaps his neck. But if he doesn't do that, then he lets a whole family die. So, I mean, and people get mad at that part, I know, and I'm just like, I mean, if he doesn't, then he lets people die, and then you'd still get mad at him. He's yeah. in a no-win scenario. But the Snyder Cut, for those of you who don't know, um, Zack Snyder was in charge, basically, of the DC Extended Universe. Um, he was direct, he directed Man of Steel, like I said, and then Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, which we'll also get into um, a little bit later. But then he was helmed to do the Justice League film. Um, you know, he was, direct, he was through the process. He'd made a lot of the movie... And then a few months before, earlier in the year, like in February 2017, a few months before the film was supposed to be released, he was doing like final touches on it, um, or he got about 70% of the way through, and he stepped away from the project. Um, you come to find out a couple months later that his daughter had committed suicide. 
Um, so he, he was going through a really traumatic time. They asked Joss Whedon to come in and finish up the film, which a lot of people appreciate his what he did for the Avengers and what he did on Age of Ultron, even though some people don't appreciate Age of Ultron as much at that time, which now watching Endgame, you kind of appreciate Age of Ultron more, um, in my opinion. And Joss Whedon came in, finished it, and the movie comes out, and there are a lot of uh, mixed opinions of it. A lot of people hate the movie uh, because it's too funny. It takes away... because. You have Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, which are darker films. And then you have Justice League, which is a more lighthearted, happy-go-lucky film. And it just takes the tone out of it completely. There's a lot more comedy, which I didn't think was necessary. But basically, now people have been claiming forever now that they believe that there's a cut where Zack Snyder got the film done. It's his version. We want to see it. And for three years, people have been saying there is a Snyder cut. I wasn't one of those people. I'm like, yeah, he's probably got part of his film done, but if they do have it, they are never going to release it, ever. And I was one of those people where they were never going to release it. And then just this past Wednesday, through a QA, and a during a live watch through Man of Steel, he announced that the Snyder Cut is coming out next year on HBO Max, which I will subscribe to to watch that. It's going to be a four-hour-long movie, uncut, a lot of the different things that you should have seen in the Justice League film that were teased, that a lot of people had said this was going to happen, but didn't happen because of Joss Whedon's vision. Um, it's a four-hour supercut. Uh, Darkseid is confirmed to be in it, which he was originally going to be in the film too, but he's only mentioned in one line from Steppenwolf, who's the main villain. But Darkseid will be in it. Um, there's going to be a few different... He's going to film just a little bit of stuff to add to it, but overall it's going to be... A four-hour experience that I think is going to destroy the internet when it comes out. Because everybody's been clamoring about this for three years. And now it's finally happening. So, but any thoughts on the Snyder Cut? Personally? Uh, I'm excited. I want to see it. Yeah. I'll watch it. I mean, I, I didn't watch the original Justice League, so. I mean, like I said, the just, the it's it's okay. It's not fantastic. It's got some decent parts to it, but. It just doesn't feel like it goes with the rest of the DCEU at that point. Yeah, they've they've really botched this whole thing with DC. I mean, I've always liked DC more than Marvel. I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know the characters' backstories more. I'm more familiar with the villains, all that stuff. I, I've just always enjoyed DC more as the whole on the whole than yeah. Marvel. I mean, Spider-Man's the one exception, but, you know... <clears throat> I, I'm excited to see to see what his take was on it. Mm-hmm. Like a four hour long film, yeah. But you know, well, they I'll, also I'll said it, it might be six episodes. Yeah, they might. They said it's either going to be the whole film or they'll put it out as a mini series, like a six episode mini series. Either, either way, yeah, I'll either way, I'm watching it one day. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like it's, I mean, the way I watch movies and stuff, it don't really matter which I, way they want to take I, it. I'm just excited to see his full vision happen and see what we should have saw three years ago when the movie came out. Oh, yeah. So. Speaking of long-ass movies, Nick, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah, we already talked about that. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. For for those that don't know, um, I got Nick to watch uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring on Friday night. Yeah. I didn't know how he'd take it. Uh, turns out he really enjoyed it. I know he's excited for Two Towers and to see where that journey goes. Um, but, yeah, no, it was it was definitely a refreshing thing to hear yesterday. So, yeah, knowing that. All right. So, uh, that's bit, pretty much it for the news. You know, coronavirus, again, has slowed every bit of news down. There's, like, nothing going on hardly at all. So, we're just going to jump right into the topic. Uh, this topic that we're going to discuss today was brought up by our good friend Patrick Hamm. Um it's one that we really didn't think about, and then it, we thought about it for a little bit. Topic makes sense. So basically it is the most disappointing games and films, stuff that looked promising but turned out to be an utter disappointment in the end. Um, there's a ton of those out for different reasons and different opinions. Um, so we're just going to get started. Mojo, what's your first gamer film 
that was looked promising but was very disappointing. I'm just going to get this out of the way real quick. I've already bitched about it a little bit. I just want to bitch about it a little more because I figured we couldn't have this list without having this on there, so I just want to get it out of the way. Fuck you, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yay! <laughs> All right? I'm, I'm sick and tired of these companies putting off games for 12 years and being like, okay, here you go. This is Here's your shit. I'll just shit in the microwave and cook it for you, whatever Jonah likes to say. Turn Put shit in the microwave, turn it in, and call it chicken. Call it chicken. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Okay. That <laughs> makes no fucking sense, but. No, no. Disney made that game. Square, <laughs> I, I don't. No, 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 no. Square <laughs> made that game. Squ- you wouldn't you wouldn't know by no, watching the no, fucking no, game. No, you would know watching that game that Square I made. I say that watching instead game. of playing cuz 90% of it is cutscenes <laughs> and none of it makes sense. No. Like none at all cuz I've wa- I've not played all the Kingdom Hearts games, but I watched like a comprehensive video of them all to sort of understand everything before I played Kingdom Hearts 3. And I played it. I'm the only one here that's platinum the game because it's the easiest thing in the world to do. You want me to save you 30 hours? Just sit down, watch Frozen, Toy Story. Uh, God, what all's in that? Uh, Big Hero 6. Tangled. Yeah, yeah Tangled. just sit down or subscribe to Disney Plus instead of watch, or playing buying that game. And then, and then uh, like watch a YouTube video of um, Metal Gear Solid 2 Explained. That way, because then you'll you'll just have just Metal Gear Solid Two, so you'll also have something in your head that you don't understand. So you watch the Disney movies, you watch that YouTube video, and there you go. Yep. You've got movies that you understand, and then some big info dump that you don't. Yeah, and even watching, um, I can't his he has a YouTube channel, but he does. It's not Cinema Sins, but he does everything wrong with, and he does video games, and he did everything wrong with Kingdom Hearts Three in two parts, and both are like forty minute videos. And they are the funniest fucking things you will ever watch. Oh, yeah. And it completely destroys the game, which it rightfully it, so. It, it's easy so. to do. Like, everybody has their favorite trio in that game. Like, you know, there's the uh, Twilight Trio, the, you know, Sora Destiny Island Trio, and then the Wayfinder Trio, which mm-hmm. is, you know, Ventus, Terra, Aqua. My favorite trio was definitely Roxas... Shion uh, and Axel, and they just destroyed them. Like that was the worst storyline I've ever seen out of Kingdom Hearts. Okay, Shion's back for some reason. Okay, Axel's back for some reason. Uh, we got a dead body. Let's just put Axel in the dead body. But we're gonna pull him out of nothing. Literally nothing. They had no way of contacting Sora to pull his soul out. The best thing I can say about that game is it did kind of. Kind of give me what I wanted with the Wayfinder people. Yeah, like, it, that, it that was, was very, good. Like that the was... whole Aqua Ventus, uh, like that was all interesting. Yeah, like it actually paid off, which I'm very happy about because that's my favorite. Like Birth by Sleep is my favorite Kingdom yeah, Hearts. Yeah, and game. I, I'm glad you got that. Dude. But still, like <laughs> I, I still do care about these other characters. Yeah, I actual act or not act. Uh, Roxas and Chion. That was the chemistry I was waiting to see. Yeah, and they really don't do nothing they with it. They did nothing with that. Yeah. They did absolutely nothing. And it pissed me off so bad. There wasn't even, like, the moment where uh, Ventus and Roxas see each other for the first time. They just kind of look at each other and tilt their head like a curious puppy, and they never say a word. Yeah. I don't know. It, it pisses me off. We'll move on. Uh, I've already no. bitched about it. You got to get excited for Kingdom Hearts Four, though. I mean, <laughs> shit. They've already they teased it. They're ready to go. I don't care. We got to find Sora now. Yeah, Zora can dead. kiss my Listen, ass. If the tease is the way that it sets it up to be, Kingdom Hearts Four could be a fucking amazing game could because be. I feel like they're getting rid of the Disney stuff. I don't trust them anymore. If they get rid of the Disney <laughs> stuff, they have though, betrayed my childhood. Then they can go and do this crazy shit that they you, need you know to do. They're not going to get rid of the Disney stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man. The end of that game, the the teaser, like it kind of sets up that it's going to be in a different. I mean, I don't know. That's a whole different. Every teaser's been like that. Yeah. Think <laughs> about think about Birth by Sleep's teaser. Yeah, I mean, every it had nothing <laughs> Disney related in it. I know. <laughs> You, but, yeah, I think you can't have Sora without Donald and Goofy. No. So Which gotta, I'm okay with Donald and Goofy. What I'm not okay with is spending 90% of the game in Disney World and telling the exact same story like Frozen did. And the only thing you get from the actual Kingdom Hearts story is a guy being like, It is not in this world. You have five you hours to to of another. original content in that game. That's about it. 
oh no, a man in a black hood. You have to go here. It is your time. Yeah. Come here and face me. <laughs> the game is a Disney amusement park. That's that's what the game yeah. is. I mean, designed you have around. amusement park rides for your special powers. <laughs> Aside stuff. from the amusement park rides, the game plays great. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Anyway, moving on. Nick, what's your film or game that's looked promising but was very disappointing? Um, I mean, I'm just gonna throw this one out there real quick. I don't want to talk about it. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Damn it. Oh, is that yours? Yeah, that's oh, that take, was mine. Oh, take it away then, because okay. I didn't yeah, know if anybody would have that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is my only game. Because the thing is, I don't have a lot of disappointing video games. I mainly rely on you all to tell me if it's something's bad or not. Um, unless, you know, it's an easy platinum, then I'll go through and play it, you know, because I like to torture myself. But no, fuck Final Fantasy VII, the remake. I said it last week. The game, it, literally, the more I think about that fucking game, the worse it gets in my head. You know, this game, we've been... This game was teased to us five years ago that we were going to get Final Fantasy VII, which is, to a lot of people, the greatest game to ever come out on the original PlayStation. I had such a fun fucking time playing that game as a little kid. It's one of the few games as a little kid that I actually played through and beat. Um, And to get what we got, I was so disappointed by it. It looks beautiful. It does. You know, remastering everything in HD looks fantastic it is a gorgeous game graphically but to take a segment of a story and to turn it into 30 hours is like the biggest fuck you to everybody like the game itself doesn't make sense story-wise like because sephiroth is meant to be revealed later on but you know you get him now and it's like you're ruining the whole game like, that's supposed to, that's, I want that. Don't fucking change something just because you want to be different. Make the fucking game. Make the big reveal happen. Give me the full fucking thing. Don't make me sit here and wait for another three or four fucking years before I get part two or part three or part four. Whatever you want to fucking give me, Square. Bunch of cocks. The combat was really good. Combat's great. <laughs> Comedy's great. See, I hate the combat. I absolutely do I, I enjoyed not like it. That I combat. think they did a good job with the combat. I don't like the story. I don't like the combat. I don't like I don't like traversing that game. I like nothing about that game. There's, there's a chapter so that many, is four fucking hours long. There's so many loading screens in that game. That it, the original game is like twenty minutes. What the fuck is wrong with you? How the fuck do you add four hours of fucking content to a 20-minute segment of the original game? How the fuck do you do that, Square? Fucking tell me. Okay, so, so far in this uh, this topic, we are just bitching at Square. Fuck you, Nomura. <laughs> all right? I mean, he does add some Kingdom Hearts bullshit into that game. I know! <laughs> Son of a bitch, dude. Just give me I don't the- like Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Just give me the full fucking game. That's what I want. Don't give me this prissy Polly Pants pocket fucking son of a bitch that, you know, prances around. Here's the Buster Blade. Fucking fuck the Buster Blade. You know what? Fuck that game. I fucking hate it. It's, it's an abomination I'll give to the original game. Don't you give it anything. <laughs> He's really good at setting up bullshit that you don't get till two games later. Oh, yeah. He's great at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't. Like in Kingdom Hearts 1 where the dude pops out that's like sh- all shadow and hood and shit, and he's talking to Sora, and he, Sora has no clue where he is, and he's like, I'll show you. I'm going to go out there and learn what's out there. Right. There's a part where you're on a mo- You give backstory to characters that don't need backstory, like Jesse. I love Jesse. But damn it, don't give her a backstory. Who fucking cares? You have a motorcycle chase with a dude that is in there for one scene. Hey, that, that motorcycle guy is my favorite part of that game. That I, I play. know! <laughs> and guess what? You don't see him for the rest of the fucking game. You see him in chapter four, whenever that fucking thing happens, and that's it. That's that's all you do with him. That's all you do. I, I don't fucking understand. Why introduce a new character that nobody's ever seen before, and then not fucking bring him back later on in the game to have a fucking purpose? All right? The game is terrible. I gave it a seven. Like, I'm... I'm Tinkering on giving it a zero at this point right now. I fucking hate that game so much. Fuck you, Square. Fuck you, Nomura. I fucking hate Final Fantasy VII's remake. It looks great, though. Okay. <laughs> so sorry for bringing that up. Um, 
give your ears a rest for a minute. Um, I'll go back to what I was actually going to talk about, which is I said I'd bring it up later. Uh, like I said, I've been replaying Shadow of War. And when that game came out, that was the biggest fucking disappointment to me because I loved the first one. And then you get the second one comes out. It's bigger. I mean, you have more story and they just decide they're going to make the nemesis system kind of pointless because you can buy everything in loot boxes. It was, you know, the time where loot boxes were the biggest thing in the world and they put it into a single player game and it ruined the balance of the game. It made the nemesis system kind of pointless and I was very upset by that because I played maybe four or five hours of it, and I was like, I, I don't want to play this anymore because it's pointless. Every game does not need loot boxes. No. That being said, though, uh, just real quick, that game is ten times better now because they did update it and take all the loot boxes and stuff out, um, and it's way more enjoyable. And so, yeah, if you also were like me and you hated that game because of all that shit, give it another chance. Uh, it's a lot better. If you can't get something in game without making a secondary transaction, it doesn't need to be in the game. Yeah. yeah. Overwatch loot boxes is a perfect example of that. They're in there, they work well. And they don't give you a specific now, advantage. No, it, it's all cosmetics. Yep. Make your loot boxes only cosmetics. Yeah. When Shadow of War first came out, if you, because cause once you beat the game, there's this thing uh, called the Shadow Wars, which is you building up your army to take down, like, another army. And if you didn't buy loot boxes, it would take you, like, 50 to 60 hours just yeah, to beat that, that last part to get the ridiculous. actual ending of the game. Yeah. So I, I figured, you know, what's the point of playing this if I'm going to get to the end and have this long slog to grind up because I don't want to spend money on a single-player game? That's another thing. If loot boxes affect your platinum... That doesn't need to be in your game. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, Mojo, what's your next game or film that um, was disappointing? Let's talk about it, boys. Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said to myself, I said, Self, when you do a podcast, never bring up Dragon Ball Evolution. I didn't. So oh, I did. Fucking did. Well, we we did this topic. You couldn't do a topic like this without having that game in it or uh, that movie in it. I uh, know that that game. We're all Dragon Ball fans here, right? We've all that, that was part of all of our. That childhood. film made me not want to be a Dragon Ball fan, though. So, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, like, just why? Why make this film? Why make it the way you made it? Why change so many things? Because the person who made this game had to know something movie. about it's Dragon a movie. Ball. Yeah, I keep saying game. I apologize. The person who made this film obviously had to know something about Dragon Ball Z. No, I don't think he did. It's, I think he looked up the Wikipedia and got, yeah, the, got base, the base. Of it. Uh, like I love how the special effects look like Avatar: The Last Airbender when they shoot uh, fart poofs out of their hands. It's so funny. And you got Goku showing off to the people at school or yeah, whatever. But he never does that. Fucking Justin Chatwin. Oh my god. <laughs> he, we, just, we just got the shame. He looks cast like up in he there. looks like he's constipated when he's trying to contemplate whether or not he should beat up this teenager with his otherworldly strength. Yeah. Uh Matt listen, we know Master Roshi's funny in the anime, but he's just annoying in yeah. the film. I feel so bad for Chun Yao Fat, who who does who's the actor. Yeah, and I, I felt so bad for him being in the movie, <laughs> but God, he's awful at it. They have they have Yamcha in the film too. Yeah, um, oh, which so he's bad. annoying. Yamcha doesn't die, kind of pisses me off a little bit, kind of ruins Yamcha. Bulma's in it; she's annoying. Um, Chi Chi's in it. Um, Annoying. The only person that's not annoying in that film is Grandpa Gohan. That's because he dies in the first fifteen minutes of the film. Yeah, and then you they they bring it. It's the whole King Piccolo storyline, and Piccolo looks like a booger. Yeah, um, he looks like a recycled booger with fart freckles on him. I don't. I mean, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. He looks like shit. It, the CGI in that film is terrible. It's an abomination to Dragon Ball um, as a whole. All right, um, my next one, since we were talking about Lord of the Rings earlier, uh, my di another disappointing film, 
um, is The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Um, I say that because the build-up to it, The Hobbit is a children's book, first and foremost, um, unlike the Lord of the Rings books, which are more adult-driven. But The Hobbit's basically a children's book. And that f- film you know, sets off a new trilogy and everything. The p- main things with that film is that it looks too too polished like you can over polish something like the visuals it's all done cgi it's it doesn't feel like the original lord of the rings films it takes forever to get the film actually going you spend the first 90 minutes basically in the shire um you see dwarves that are in the film that are you know meant to be the sort of driving point of the whole thing trying to get their land back but they spend like part of the time singing and eating and then doing bilbo's dishes like that's literally the first 90 minutes of the film and it's shot it's shot beautifully and you know he, he shot it in 60 frames per second you know so when it moves when you watch it on a television screen or on in the theater it looks crisp when it does it but the CGI in the film just takes me out of it compared mm-hmm. to when you watch like the original Lord of the Rings films where pretty much everything was practical everything flowed very smoothly yeah. in that one too uh, it's possible that one flowed too quickly mm-hmm. don't get me wrong it does have its issues. It like you went from the Shire to Rivendell in like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. but it it's still a great movie. And when you look at the Hobbit, it it just does not flow the way it's supposed to. No, not they at spend all. way too much time on character development and developing romances that, quite frankly, did not exist. Yeah, that was literally just shoehorned in to have it in there. And yeah, it it makes absolutely no sense. No, no. And we were what I was telling Nick too when we were watching. And I repeated this last night, and through our watch through, when you watch Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, you see sort of how Bilbo got the ring from Gollum, and he doesn't interact with Gollum at all. He just sees the ring lying there, and he picks it up, and then he runs away. See, in the Hobbit, he actually has an interaction with Gollum, and they have a back and forth. They play like a little game. Yeah, the riddle game. Yeah, and that's and, that's a big part of it. And he ends up stealing the ring from Gollum. He doesn't end up just finding it, um, which, again, I don't want to spoil sort of Gollum's character arc in um, the other two Lord of the Rings, but that incident makes him, um, yeah, it, it sort of shows his character of um, why he is the way he is in the Lord of the Rings films. I will give it that, that it does show that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the CGI in the film is terrible and just takes way too long to get the actual film going. Anyway, Nick. Uh, since you guys brought up movies, the only real movie I have on here, uh, Jonah has another one, but I'm not going to bring that up yet because I know he'll have the same one that I had because we both watched it together. And then we went and had some ice cream at Shake Shack or uh, or at uh, uh, Steak and Shake. Um, but I'm going to bring up The Lighthouse. Uh, Everybody oh. loves this movie, and I was very excited for it. The acting is amazing. Like, it's fucking phenomenal. But I don't think overall that it's that great of a movie. And it's pre- disappointed me pretty bad after I got out of the theater watching it. Yeah, it, it's... It, I don't even know what the fucking film's about. <laughs> I really don't. After watching it, I don't know what it's about. I really don't. Have you watched it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard like, to understand. I get it. I get that it's about the descent of these two guys. Like, mm-hmm. And... But it's just not... I don't know. To me, it's just not enough. Maybe I'm just one of those shitty film goers that need need everything explained. But I, yeah. I don't know. I, just to me, it was not what I wanted, and I was pretty upset. I haven't I seen it, it yet. Yeah, I watched it on TV the other day. Like I've, I've got very mixed reviews. That's one of those things that's either going to be a cult classic or everybody's going to forget about it. I get why it's great. I'm like not the, saying the that it's not a great movie. Fantastic. Willem Dafoe is... Yeah, Willem Dafoe and Robert not, Pattinson are fucking amazing like, in that movie. And seeing that kind of gets me more, you know, comfortable around the feeling of Robert Pattinson being Batman, yeah. watching that just because of his acting ability, which I've I known the dude can act, but that film really just brought it out and saying, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in this, so... I've been wanting to watch it again just to try and understand a little bit better and see if there's just something I didn't click with me in the first, but... As of this point, like it's just was really disappointing for me. Yeah, definitely. So, Mojo, Anthem. I'm glad I didn't buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't either. Thank I'm you. I'm glad I got it for free. I, I want to thank them for one thing, and that is them putting out the uh, the beta. 
because mm-hmm. that way we didn't have to waste money on it. I didn't even play the beta. Uh, it was there was so much hype for that game. Oh yeah, like so much. It looks so interesting. Okay, we got like the new like multiplayer type Destiny like game where you can just kind of fly around. They've got all these different mechs. Everything looks interesting, and it just was so boring. Like, the combat felt horrible. Flying around felt bad. There's, like, you gotta, you can only stay in the air for so long or something. There's, like, some kind of limitation on certain things. I don't know. It That's just from what I remember from the beta. There were loot boxes galore. It was just, all in all, a horrible game. Uh, supposedly, it's made a comeback somehow, but... I don't see how. Like, a lot of people went back to it, or... It's got a upsurge or something. I, I don't know. Like that that game just hurt whenever I played the beta. Like yeah. it, it was just so bad. Yeah, and it, <clears throat> I'm judging this exclusively off the beta. And well, I mean like, everything we've heard. Yeah. Well, I mean we have friends that play it. Like Patrick plays it every now and then. Like it. It's still. Like, I, I have yet to touch the game. <clears throat> oh, I've not played the actual release. I, of I've it. not either. But I, I just know I got oh, that. Jeff spent his hard-earned money on it, and I got it for free, and yeah. I've not touched it, and I don't plan on touching it. So, yeah. But I mean, I guess we should have saw saw that coming after Mass Effect Andromeda. I mean, E-A. yeah. You take you take a uh, Bioware, which is regarded as one of the best studios in games at that time, mm-hmm. and coming off the Mass Effect trilogy, and then putting out Andromeda, and it being buggy and just not that great. I mean, yeah. Doesn't help that you know EA, you know fucked. It's EA. I mean, yeah, I mean they the people at Bioware didn't even know what game they were making. Like yeah. they didn't have, they didn't know what the game was whenever they put out the trailer at E3. Yeah, yeah. Like they so sounds that. about right. Somebody came up with a concept and did not. Yeah. Did not follow through on anything. Yeah, and that's EA for you. That's just a common problem. Like I could not get into Dragon Age Inquisition. And that was just a common thing. I love Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2. Those are two of my favorite games from that company. And I don't know. They just they dropped the ball so many times. I don't know if I can buy their next game, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, got another film here. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. This one, it, to me, um, I will say the initial release of this film was very disappointing, and that's Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yep, that's the other one I was. That's that's when we went and ate ice cream afterwards. Yeah, okay, I can't listen. It's, we, went, we went and got milkshake or it was milkshakes, and uh, yeah, we we stopped. I was pissed at that movie. I hated that. Yeah, I, I really did. I literally just came out of that theater saying "fuck you, Zack Snyder." I really did. Yeah, like I I really did hate that film. And then after I watched it again later on in theaters, and I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. Then they released the Ultimate Edition. Which literally fills in all the gaps that were missing from that film. And I... So, the original edition, super, super disappointing upon release. The Ultimate Edition fills in all the story gaps that you didn't um, see in the original um, original release. Um, explains scenes longer, um, gives more backstory to... Um, Lex Luthor and Jesse Eisenberg's character and why he's wanting to do this uh, gives B- Batman a little bit more oomph, a um, little bit more character uh, for Superman. It explains like the beginning scene, the um, when he's across saving Lois Lane. Um, they go into that more and explain why she was there and why Superman got there so quick and knew to go there or something like that. So it does a better job of explaining everything, and I really do enjoy the Ultimate Edition so much but the original release was just so disappointing so in that sense it's kind of a it's sort of a redeemer film and it's in i guess you could say but the original release was very very disappointing i didn't watch the ultimate edition but i really disliked the original oh yeah like i I think you would enjoy the ultimate edition just because it fills in the gaps so Still upset that Ben Affleck isn't Batman anymore because I think he was great. I, I do too. I, I get why he didn't. Yeah. Because it, it's to be fair, playing Batman is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because that's like the most one of the most iconic characters in film and in comics and pop culture. 
Um, it's been portrayed so many times yeah, that and, you're always going to be ranked and, regardless of. And people love this character. I am Batman is my favorite superhero, and so it, it when you cast someone as Batman and you play it, you have I have very high expectations. Like when you watch Adam West, he has his own style for the in, in the '60s when it was more campy and related more to the comics. You have that, which makes sense. Then you go to darker version of Tim Burton's version with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's a badass. I, I love those original two films. And then when Tim Burton doesn't come back, you get Joel Schumacher. And then because Tim Burton doesn't come back, you don't. You instead of Michael Keaton, you get Val Kilmer. Um, and I know it's one of the worst ones, but I enjoyed Val Kilmer's Batman. I, no, I I, I really I, I do like Batman Forever a lot. Um, there's parts of it where I really, really enjoy it. I, I love Jim Carrey's performance. I love the fact that Tommy Lee Jones hates Jim Carrey because of that film. Um, you know, basically like Jim Carrey was doing something on set and Tommy Lee Jones says, uh, don't ever do that again. I'm not laughing at you. You were not funny. Blah, blah, blah. And like, he basically annoyed Tommy Lee Jones to the point where Tommy Lee Jones didn't want to have anything to do with Jim Carrey. Uh, so <laughs> that that kind of makes me love the film, but it uh, you know that, that's Tommy Lee Jones for you. Jim Carrey was the perfect cast in that. Oh, movie. absolutely. He he is he was meant to play the Riddler. I think. Oh yeah. Um, which I know Paul Dano is going to play the Riddler in the new Batman movie, which that's perfect as well um, for a modern age Riddler, not more campyish. Um, Bring Danny DeVito back as the Penguin. I would mean I'd <laughs> Danny be, DeVito <laughs> for Wolverine. Um, I think they got Colin Firth, yeah, playing the Penguin, which is going to be weird. But I, I mean, we'll see. But I think Danny DeVito was perfect as a Penguin, though. Mm-hmm. Like that was a perfect cast. Yeah. That's the thing that those movies had was perfect casting for characters. Arnold. Yeah, Ar- listen, Arnold's Mister Freeze is a really good casting choice. But the portrayal of it was pretty bad. Yeah. Now, like, that movie is terrible. Like, in the first two minutes, you get, like, a, uh, you get a Superman mention is in that movie. Because, like, ba- Robin says, why don't I get a car? Chicks always dig the car. And Batman looks at him and is like, that's why Superman works alone. So you're telling me Superman is in this universe and he's not helping you one fucking bit. So you reference that he's got bigger fish to fry. Uh, not really. That's, that's the whole. That's the whole Marvel Spider-Man on PS4 with yeah. the Avengers being out of town. And then uh, within the first twenty minutes, you hear like fifteen different like ice puns. Oh yeah. Um, you see bat nipples, a bat ass. Um, it's just a really campy, stupid, silly film that kind of that basically really gave comic book films a bad name, like. That film almost ruined comic book films for forever. And then when people started making serious ones, people didn't take them like, oh, well, it's it's nothing. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck started it, but then it came back. But then Batman brought it back. <laughs> like, Superman started it as like, oh, shit, you can make actually really good films yeah. of superheroes. The, the Dark Knight trilogy really reinvented it. Well, people love well, Howard the Duck, though. People, they're, 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 Howard the Duck has a cult following. I just... I'm not a big fan of it, <laughs> knowing that George Lucas was involved in it. I prefer Darkwing. <laughs> but so, but Howard the Duck was really campy. It's kind of a ter- it's a pretty terrible movie. Then Tim Burton brings it back and like, oh shit, you can make serious movies again. Then you had all these like Avenger movies. You had like these different like Captain America movies. You had like a Fantastic Four movie that's really campy and corny and dumb. And then you have. Forever and Batman and Robin, which kind of ruin comic books. Then you have movies like Blade that comes out. Then you have the X-Men trilogy. That's what really set it up. Then you get Spider-Man right after that. Then you get the Dark Knight trilogy. And now look at us. Now comic book movies are the biggest thing in the planet. Yeah, and the thing is, there was a time in the late 90s where people looked at comic book films and said, this is the stupidest thing ever. People didn't want to take chances. And, I mean, Marvel literally sold their properties because they were going bankrupt. Yeah, I mean that's why they had to buy back X Men. They had to buy back, or they're tr- they're partnering with Sp- Sony for Spider Man because yeah. Sony's like, yeah, we ain't gonna get rid of this. No, shit. and then like they had contracts with Par- like they sold Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor to Paramount. They sold uh, Hulk was with Universal to begin with, yeah, but he's still a Marvel character, and they still don't have the full rights to him, which is why you don't have a Hulk movie yeah. out. So, uh, but. Like, they still had smaller characters, and there's some characters they could have used, but they really couldn't make a full story arc. So, really, Batman and Robin is kind of the pivot point in comic book history of where everything fell apart 
but yet then slowly came back to life. That's also when you all uh, were having the movie made by Tim Burton, um, the death. Uh, it's a Superman Lives with Nicolas Cage as Superman. Uh, Brainiac was going to be the villain. Uh, we so, need to bring that back. We like, need that bad. Like Superman was going to have long hair. He's oh, going to yeah. wear like this clear plastic light up suit. Kevin Smith was writing the film. Yeah, yeah, we need that Nicolas Cage Batman. Like Superman. <laughs> like, and then there were other films that came up. But so that's at that point when you're having all that come well, out. Fuck we, it, even then, let Nicolas Cage play Batman. Uh, he did good as Big Daddy. Like Big Daddy's kind of like Batman yeah. in a way, except he kills. Yeah. Which granted, Batman does kill. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah Kick Ass was definitely. I, I feel like it's a little underrated. That oh, was, it's the first Kick Ass film. Yeah, I feel like doesn't get talked about enough as a really good comic. Oh, also, I keep forgetting to tell you this. This is completely off topic, but I mean, it kind of not. We're talking about Batman. Um, have you started Shadow of War, uh, Mordor yet? Not yet. No. Okay. Well, let me give you one more thing to sell you on it, so you'll start it quicker. Uh-huh. The combat is Batman. Okay. Yeah, it I'm is sold. the Arkham Games combat. Okay. I'm sold. Yeah. Like, it's very identical. Okay. That's I've it. been I'm meaning sold. to tell you that. Okay. That's all I need to know. Anyway, go on. That's a lot just from Batman v Superman. Yeah. <laughs> we, we went, we, on, we we went a little off, off on a tangent we, there. But we hit just about every Batman game. Movie. We hit the movie. We hit comic book movies in general. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing with when you get on the topic of comic book movies, and that's like Nick said, they're the biggest thing in the world right now. Like, everybody keeps wondering when the next comic book film is coming out um, and looking forward to whenever that happens. So, it's really, you can really go off on a lot of tangents. But anyway, Nick, moving on. Uh, we don't want to talk too much longer on it. Yeah, I got a couple more games on here. Uh, I'll just go ahead and throw out Resident Evil 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, super fucking excited for that. It was like the best-selling Resident Evil when it came out. Um, game's bad. It's just really not not good. You've got four different stories. The game's like 60 hours long because you've got all these different stories. You've got Leon's story, Chris's story. I think his name is Jake's story. He's Wesker's son. And then you've got Ada's story after you beat all those you unlock. And it's just it's just a big old Michael Bay film. Like The only real saving grace of that is Leon's campaign, and it still kind of goes off the rails. But yeah, I was fucking excited for it. Got it day one. Uh, I played the shit out of it. I mean... It's not like I didn't beat it. I played every single one of the campaigns and stuff, but it is just not what I wanted. But I love Resident Evil, so, I mean, it's like my least favorite Resident Evil, but I would still play it probably over some games <laughs> just because, I don't know, I'm stupid like that. But, but yeah, that game was pretty pretty upsetting. Yeah, definitely. Mojo? All right, well, since... Uh, this week they released it on Netflix and it's been trending at number one all week. Oh no, I know where he's going. Yep, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. Avatar: The Last Airbender by M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, I was I was gonna say if that's not brought up. Yeah, it, it kind of has to be. I think Ong is a very good character. Oh my god, it's Ang. I know. Okay, <laughs> once again, perfect example of somebody not knowing anything. <laughs> you love the Sham Hammer. Come on. <sighs> Like, I've never watched the show or the movie, just to be, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think the guy that directed this movie did either. Shyamalan? Shyamalan? Yeah. Him not Shyamalan. Yeah. I like, the think, greatest director on earth. I don't think he watched a single episode of this show. Otherwise, he would have known his name was Aang and not Ong, and that Sokka was funny and not a pain in the ass that looks always constipated, just like fucking Justin Chatwin in Dragon Ball Evolution. And it's it's such a horrible move. They compact the entire first season into this film. And, like, they don't skip over shit. They try to hit as much as possible. But the, the way that they hit it, it, it's just like five minutes here, five minutes on this episode, and they finally get to the North Pole, which is the entire climactic ending of the movie. And it's just a shit show. I mean, it is horrible. The bending looks god-awful like okay they could have done so much better with the choreography on the bending i mean all like the animated series it looks so natural like everybody all these different kingdoms have their own style fire bending's got its own kind of taijutsu feel uh air nomads they've got like this way of moving that's very unique to like an indian culture and it, it just looks horrible 
Like, the CGI compared with the bending in this movie is god-awful. Everything about this movie is terrible. I don't know how the hell they made this movie not knowing anything about Avatar The Last Airbender, which is one of the greatest animated series of all time. And Netflix is proving that right now, where they don't even have a full HD uh, series right now. Like, it's compressed, like, the, the way the old TVs used to be. Oh, the 4-3. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got the 4-3 ratio, it's and it's number one on Netflix. People with 4K TVs are watching the hell out of this thing in the 4-3 to three ratio. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. Everyone's loving it. Everyone has fond memories of Avatar The Last Airbender, and this movie is the exception. It's so bad. I don't know how it was made. Uh, well, it's You make a film off anything, really. I mean, shit, they're making... They make films off everything, every kind of property that's out there. Any IP you can make a movie on. Oh, yeah. Still still waiting on that Monster Hunter movie. I'm excited. Yeah, like I, I said, like see, I said I a couple weeks see. ago, it's supposed to come out this year, but I doubt it will. Yeah, I doubt I, it, but I, I'm excited. You never know. I mean, I love those Resident Evil movies by the same guy with Mill Joseph. Don't fit the criteria, but can we bring up Game of Thrones Season 8? Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're good. I think I think everybody's talked enough about Game of Thrones for the past <laughs> eight years. I think we're I think we're okay now. Um, so I've got a couple more. I'm not going to go in-depth on what I have too much more but just some smaller ones um 2015's fantastic four uh, has a very good cast you know miles teller's in it uh, kate mara michael b jordan uh, uh toby toby kebble i think it's was it? yeah, it's toby kebble yeah um they're all in the film and it's just everything that's in the trailer is not in the movie uh the whole behind the scenes stuff with josh director josh trank and sort of the different conflicting issues with fox on how to make the film, it was it looked promising as hell. They had to make it to get it out so they didn't lose the license. Yeah, also. and it was that's pretty much what it was. Um, there were a lot of different choices made that I didn't agree with to be to full. You know, Michael B. Jordan playing uh, Johnny Storm, um, who's black, and then you know Kate Mara's white playing Sue Storm, and you know I mean I get it, but I, if you're gonna make them, I, I I get it, but I don't like. Everything's whitewashed nowadays. I appreciate them bringing some color in, but make it make sense. Yeah, and like, like if you're gonna say that you know their mom was white, then of you want to make somebody to, be black. Make the thing black. I mean, it only matters for half of the film, but still. Yeah, I think that's why you don't do it. Um, when this film originally came out, it was disappointed a lot of people with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Um, I've grown; it's grown on me a little bit. There are some things in it that I do enjoy. Um, but it's still not great, but it's 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 got some redeeming qualities to it. But it, when it first came out, you know, it was a disappointment for sure. Also, uh, the last one I really want to hit on is Prometheus. Dude, um, I love Prometheus. Uh, I've you, never watched another Alien movie, though. See, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> if you've never watched Alien, Alien 2, don't watch Alien 3. That's cool. Because um, Alien 3 is shit, which that's a lot of developmental problems. And I, I felt bad for David Fincher, who made the movie. Um, that's, I mean, that's kind of the reason I've watched it. I yeah. Mean, I, or I've not watched three. That's like the one Fincher movie I haven't watched. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Like it's, but it's it also hot. had like six directors. Yeah. Um, and then you had like you had Alien versus Predator, Alien versus Predator Requiem, and then you you had Prometheus, which Ridley Scott was like, oh no, it's not not an alien film. It's like, dude, there's xenomorphs there. I, I don't tell me it's not a fucking alien film. I'm not retarded here. Um, and the character decisions in that make no sense. And then even Alien Covenant, which came out a couple years ago, um, was an utter disappointment too. But because it, it was really Scott again going back to Alien, um, his baby that he originally made in 1979, and kind of it shit the bed a lot. So definitely. But if you saw Alien and Alien Two, you know why Prometheus is such a disappointment. So, um, but that's all I've got. For me, um, Nick, you got any more? Uh, just real quick, I don't want to go into them real bit, like a whole lot. But Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah, I, that's big, very upsetting. Big oof. Yeah, very upsetting. Buggy as hell. And then uh, you won't agree with this, Jonah, but Days Gone. It was just not my thing. Yeah, I which was, I, I totally get it. I do. And it's the bad thing is it's when you get into the second half of the game, it's really good. That's what but, everybody says. But you shouldn't have to wait for the second yeah. half to get into a very good game. That's what me being the person. Platinum didn't play it all the way through. 
I get, I totally get it, and but you shouldn't have to wait till the second half to play a decent game. Yeah. Like if it was just the second half of the game, that game would be awesome. But and then there's still there were still bugs on it when it came out, um, you know, just glitches and stuff like that. Um, but no, it's it's enjoyable. I like the soundtrack of it. The soundtrack's really good to me. Like I listen to that like just doing nothing. But so Mojo, you got any more? I got one last one. Okay. Uh, the third X Men movie. X Men Last Stand. Yes. Yeah. I can I can agree with you on that. To uh, yeah no I, I not to a point completely yeah it, it it just destroyed the series i mean it okay they're they're trying to do a redemption thing right now but it fucked it up so bad that they literally had to go back and make days of future past just to try to erase what happened mm-hmm. yeah like they changed directors on that if i'm not mistaken yeah so and brian singer directed x-men and the next two uh x-men united and then he left x-men to go direct a movie we mentioned earlier superman returns and it was kind of disappointing, to say the least. Even though it was a sequel to the Christopher Reeve films, it was just disappointing in how it was all handled. Basically, he lifts. He, there's no villain in the film. He just lifts a piece of land to for the film. Yeah, and Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor, which is at the time, you know, before you knew that he was a pedophile, um, was really perfect casting. And then you find out Superman has a kid with Lois Lane, and it's just you know kind of weird. Yeah, Superman. you're just you're Superman bringing up small memories of that movie for and, me. And then they decide to go with another piece of shit human being, Brett Ratner. But let's go on and uh, can just on. He's terrible. He's a fucking horrible human being. Yeah, so. X three sucked. That's all there is to say. Like the thing is, they tried to. It's what they did with Dark Phoenix yeah. just recently. Is they tried to take the entire Dark Phoenix saga and put it into one film. Like there was thirty minutes of Dark Phoenix. That was it. That was no, a huge... No, Dark Phoenix was the whole I know, thing. I mean, Gene Gray's the main villain of the entire film. Yeah, but there was so much else going on. And, like, yeah, and they You hit. had the introduction of Angel. Yeah, and he's, also. In, he's in the film two scenes. Yeah, and it sucks because he was such... He's like one of my favorite X-Men. Yeah. and um, I think about it, He's three scenes. One is a kid when he's chopping off his wings because he doesn't want to be weird. And then two scenes when they're trying to give him the vaccine and then one later on in the film. But they introduced a lot of different... I mean, I think that's the first time Ellen Page was Kitty Pride. Yeah. In the film. And then they introduced the whole love love stuff with triangle between Iceman, Rogue, and Kitty Pride, which is bullshit. Then you have Rogue go get the vaccine, who's one of the most badass X-Men. Um, probably one of the most powerful X-Men next to Professor X and Magneto and Jean Grey. Rogue is right there yeah. in her powers. Um, so, and you basically ruined her character, which she was ruined from the very beginning. Um the way they handled her. I mean, there was a lot of badass storylines that they just butchered. Yeah, and then, like, they kill off Professor X. Yeah, and... And then he's actually brought back later on in the film in a post credit scene, which is because he transferred his conscience to something, to his supposed twin brother um, that he has. How convenient. That, yeah, and he transferred his consciousness into him, and he takes that's basically the body you see when you watch um, Days of Future Past. Um, but they don't explain that. Um, Mystique loses her powers, you know, and then... But it also... The only redeeming thing about that is uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and then the sadisticness of Ian McKellen as Magneto. Magneto also loses his powers because he gets stabbed with the vaccine. Kind of fucking sucks there. And then but once again, you have another scene where he's like slowly trying to move shit. Mm-hmm. And right there at the end, you see something move a little bit. Yeah. Then the screen Basically, goes the wide. vaccine doesn't work. It's not a long lasting vaccine. Um, he's just playing chess in a park trying to move the pieces. Yeah. And you can tell he's moving it and he's just getting his powers back slowly. But um, there's also a point when Mystique loses her powers that Magneto looks at her and says, Oh, how pathetic. And just moves on because now she's human and he doesn't want anything to do with her anymore because yeah. he hates humans, which if you know Magneto's backstory, you understand why he hates humans, um, being a Holocaust but survivor. But still, watching the, uh, going back and watching like the reboot and everything, Michael Fassbender, that, that's not something his character would have done, I don't think. No. Like, Ian McKellen's character, I guess he's a little bit more of an asshole. Which, you get the more development of Michael Fassbender being that asshole, sort of in Apocalypse, 
and then in Dark Phoenix too. Yeah, but as long as he knew Mystique, like still, I don't think he could. It, ever it doesn't be make sense when it goes yeah. back to it. But then you also have you know. Uh, so many inconsistencies. Which Days of Future Past kind of reboots, but also fucks up everything. A lot of and like it makes movies not count. And the, it's the whole X Men from Fox um, storyline was fucked up as soon as they made X Men Origins Wolverine. And but that's the neither yeah. here nor there. Which that's another disappointing movie. I mean, when you get a solo Wolverine film, you expect it to be badass and not to be absolutely terrible. And when you take Deadpool and cast Ryan Reynolds and. Uh, you basically shut him up and basically make him a superhuman where he has every mutant power ever. Uh, yeah, it's kind of dumb. And they ruin Gambit. So, But anyway, that's, that's pretty much it for that. So, I don't got anything else. Nick, you got any more? Nope. Mojo, uh, you got any more? I just hope that The Last of Us Part Two is never on this list. Well, if you Episode re- 8 and 9 are bad. Of? Sorry. Nothing? <laughs> what? Huh? What'd you say? Nothing. No, 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 no. You said episode eight and nine. Tell me now. Yeah, of uh, Breaking Bad. They're not good. Um. No, 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 no. Just say it. <clears throat> You're not going to hurt me. You'll you'll hear it on the uh, replay. No, that's all I got. No, no, no. <laughs> Are we going to talk about this off off mic? Off, off, I off. wasn't talking about it on mic. Uh. <laughs> I'll give you nines. It's a little disappointing now that I think about it, but for you to tell me eight's disappointing is kind of, you know, I love eight. I love, I love Last Jedi. Bullshit. I I love it. Sorry. Other than the Canto Bite scene, I love every bit of it. And the whole Rose Finn sacrifice thing, that part I hate. But everything else I really enjoy. So it's like should my, have died. It's it's like my second favorite Star Wars film. It, it's crazy that I think that. Yeah, I know. Morgan's looking at me like no, I'm, I'm weird. looking at Mojo because he said Finn should have died. He, yeah. he should have. He should have. That would have actually been kind of a cool arc. But you know that would have made that film for me. Yeah, it would have made his sacrifice worth. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about this off mic. Uh, we might one of us may not be here next week because we might be so pissed off <laughs> at what we might say to each other for this. But anyway, no, that's it, guys. That's all we have. Um, thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. We're on all the podcasting services out there: Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Um, anything you can find us on. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. Definitely give us a listen on Spotify. Go follow our Instagram page. Uh, it's at the Cine Games Podcast. We post there. Um, if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, feel topics. free to drop a comment on our Instagram page, the Cine Games Podcast. And um, we have a Facebook page, but we've not got it up and going just yet. Uh, but other than that, um, definitely help us out. We appreciate it all. We finally got ourselves a podcast room, everybody. We got our mic. All everybody's got mics. We got our phone up. We moved the table into the room. Hopefully we sound a lot better. Me and Nick had an adventure trying to get the table in here. Um, But other than that, no, it was a a pretty good project. We're still not done with it. But overall, hopefully this benefits everybody. Hopefully. Not just us, but it benefits your ears. Even though I did scream a little bit earlier, I do apologize for that. I get a little loud when I get angry and cranky and I'm hungry like a baby. But anyway, (laughs) that's it, guys. Appreciate the listen. And we will talk to you all next week. See ya. Hola.